Hey, what's up, podcast listeners? This episode of Another VO Podcast is sponsored by Headphone. If you're looking for something new to listen to during that long commute to work, that trying workout, or just for funsies, check out Headphone, a premium audio show platform. They've got comedies, romance, and even thrillers and horrors like Dracula and Dark Matter. So check it out at headphonewithanf.co.in. Use code AnotherVOPOD10 to get 10% off your first month subscription. That's another VO Pod 10 to get 10% off your first month subscription. Believe it or not, it's another VO podcast with three guys who are full-time voice actors at different stages of life, career, and location. But they have formed a bond and work together to hold each other accountable and help each other on their VO path. Three guys from different backgrounds working together, helping each other, and sharing with you along the way. Hey, what are we calling it again? It's It's another another VO VO podcast. podcast. Okay, okay, guys. Sorry, I get it. Come on, you're not my dad's. Hey, it's another VO podcast. Welcome back. Glad to have you. This is episode 15. Hey, Troy, hey, Jake, how you doing? Doing pretty good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Better, 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 I should say. Well, I've yeah. got a topic for you. I don't know if it's maybe as controversial as some of the ones we've covered here lately. But first, let me tell you about my weekend. Okay. I think I told you I was going to a disc golf tournament on Saturday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Playing in a yeah. disc golf tournament. I've done that many times. I enjoy playing disc golf. I enjoy the competitive spirit. And uh, I played a tournament last June on my home course. Yeah. And I won. Yes, you did. Like I dominated. Okay. Mm -hmm. I did really, really well. I was so excited. And I felt like, okay, I've turned a corner and now I'm going to go and start blowing everybody away in tournaments. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I didn't think that, but I felt like I was going to start doing a lot better in tournaments than I had done. Yeah. So I went to a tournament that I played last year, uh, about an hour and a half, almost two hours from here. And I went the night before, played a practice round, and I was one over par. Which nice, that's pretty. Last good. year, last year for I'll tell you, I was six over par mm-hmm. on that course, and then the second round I was nine over par. Ah, I was not very happy with those results. So I thought in my practice round I'm one over par. I made this nice, beautiful shot around a mandatory pole, and then back the other direction, a shot that I don't usually make. Sure, feeling good, feeling good, making putts. Went out Saturday morning, and uh, I went nine over par. Oh, the wheels oh, came tanked. off. Not wheel- good. <laughs> <laughs> I had one. I had one hole where <clears throat> I hit a tree that was so close to the the tee that it bounced back backward at me and was past the tee. Oh no. Mm. Do you just take that shot from the tee again, but like you take well, that Well, you can one? take the shot. I learned you could take the tee shot again for a one-stroke penalty. Yeah. Which I chose to do because it, it was past the tee, but it was to the right a little bit, which was behind some big bushes, and I couldn't get through. So big bushes and trees, and I couldn't get over them or through them. Yeah, yeah. So I said, I'll do the tee again because it's a narrow gap there, but it's at least a gap. <laughs> I hit the tree again. Oh, oh no. no. I, I, and then I went out of real bounds. Golf I ended is up like that. Yeah, it is. I I ended up taking an eight on, on that, that hole. hole alone. On that hole, part oh, three. No, I man. took an eight. 
It was a disaster. I could tell that the other guys playing on my card, they were like super uncomfortable because they didn't want to say anything because sure. here I am just collapsing on a hole. Mm, yeah. And uh, anyway, it was bad. After that hole, I did pretty good. I went, I got a birdie on the next hole and then par, par, par all the way and birdie at the end. But mm-hmm. I, the damage was done, right? Sure. Oh, that's So I couldn't end up d- uh, doing any better. And even in real golf, one hole will just, it'll... It'll blow the whole round. That's all it takes oh, yeah. is one hole. It just takes one bad I, hole. I've hit a tree with a real golf ball and had it come back at me so fast, I had to hit the ground to get out of the way. <laughs> That's scary because those those golf balls are, you know, it's like a rock coming off a lawnmower. It yes, hurts. it is. Well, those flying saucers are pretty scary, too. They come bet. real hard. And your drivers are typically not sharp, so to speak, but they're... They're, there's there's a wedge pointy. to them. Yeah. yeah there <laughs> is. There's a wedge. Well, somebody hit a cameraman on tour and Uh-oh. he had to go get staples in his head. Oh, why I think was oh, that a couple geez. that was a couple months ago, right? That was this season, yeah. Yeah, I was in, I think it was a uh, Barella. It was Eagle McMahon. Was it? He threw a what they call in disc golf a uh was it a tomahawk or a grenade? A grenade. Yeah, that's straight what it up was. and over the trees and come straight down and he Put a lot of juice in it and did not I remember know, couldn't that see now. the cameraman on the other side of the trees. And yeah. Ended up popping him in the head. Had to get staples and stitches and whatever else. Well, here's my, here's why I'm not telling this story so I can get your sad replies or your sympathy. It's I'm okay, telling you this I'll story do. because I did, I failed to manage my expectations. Mm. Okay. Oh. I, Yes, I failed to execute my plan on the disc golf course, but more than anything, I think I'm disappointed that I failed to manage my expectations. I thought that the performance I gave at my last tournament where I won and did really well, of course, on my home turf, Mm -hmm. that that was the new Alden. Alden is this now, and he will always be this great, you know, performer on the disc golf course. Now he's a 900 rated player. Not true. I did not manage mm. my expectations. So, here's our topic for the day. Beware the seduction of the exception. Okay, you follow me? When it comes to the voiceover world, you and I have seen these advertisements for programs, for coachings, for workshops that say they're going to give uh, you their top secrets of how they, in a short period of time, made it to six figures. And now you can too be with these secrets, right? I think that uh, all of us know we need to manage those expectations. expectations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you I seen agree. what I'm talking about? Have you seen oh, those? Oh, well, there's, yeah, those there's promises at least like made? two or three different yeah, people I, I see on Facebook every day, like just like, yeah. Your right. And, and I'm waiting for somebody to start selling VO Elixir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just drink this bottle of VO That's Elixir right. and your voice will be as smooth as mine. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So what do you guys do to manage your expectations in your business? Because Mm, now this is not maybe we, you know, on our own can share what we make in voiceover and how we do. But this is not that episode. This is not that podcast. Right. Right. But I think I can tell you and tell everyone I'm not making the six figure income that's promised by all the gurus. Right. Right. By all the whatever. All the secret secret sauce experts mm-hmm. i'm not mm-hmm. there yeah i hope to get there someday but it's sure. a process so it what do you do process. to manage your expectations man 
I just keep grinding and I mean I take yeah. it day by day I mean like and and I just kind of think about the things I learn every day like as I go through the business I mean like I don't know like I've never bought into any of those come take this class and learn I mean like I just never bought into it. I just know that voiceover existed so I got into it and I was just trying to figure out how to make money I mean like and mm-hmm. I you know, I've seen the quotes that are out there, like on the pay to plays. I've, but I have seen, you know, the the budgets that are out there for those agency gigs. So it is possible. But I mean, like you got to understand, like when you're auditioning for agency stuff, you're competing against highly competitive talent. And mm-hmm. when you're on pay to plays, you might have some good talent you're competing against, but you're mostly just competing against the numbers, and you're competing to try to get heard. So I mean, like it's 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 yeah, you can make that good money in there. But I mean, like it's it, like you said, it's a process and it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, like, does it happen for a select few, like in a quick manner? Sure. But that sure. everything right. happens. They call them the exceptions, right? right? The exception. Exactly. And that's right. what is so seductive is we can see that that small percentage. And you think that's that going to be leap you forward. Right. And you believe that's going to be you. And you believe you're mm. going to do it just because I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we that's forget, part of it. We forget what work they put in, what they had to spend maybe to get some some top-notch demos, and maybe they had the extra money to put it in and do all of that really quickly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but yeah, those exceptions. Troy, what about you? What are your thoughts? I, I think I try to keep it grounded and real because I, I didn't have any big expectations when I got into this because I thought it would start out as a part-time thing and a hobby and you know I always wanted to do it but then when I saw the reality of oh you yeah there is a possibility to make a living and to, and to mm-hmm. do that so I set very reachable attainable goals and that has really helped keep me grounded because I don't expect to make six figures until year five six or seven maybe well that's you know, very and, and I'm in I'm in year three so you know I yeah I want to I want to hit this and this and this and then you got to set some goals and standards that are not financially relatable, you know, because yeah. everything yep. can't be about the money. Right. It, it's about the improvements. And it's, you know, I had goals of having more stuff out to help other people and to do, you know, do more with podcast and more on social media. And it can't all be about money because mm-hmm. any, yeah, I think anytime you solely focus on money and income, you'll fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, because my, my mission statement this year has one line about I want to earn X dollars and this is what I'll do to reach that these goal, that goal. Mm-hmm. And then I list in there about I will audition relentlessly. I will train relentlessly because I have to do it relentlessly just to make this, mm-hmm. you know, to get there. But my main things in my mission statement this year was putting mental, mental and physical health first and also to take at least two three to five day breaks with no work this year. And, yeah. and if I hit yeah. those type of goals, I'm a lot happier than I'm worried about this week. I got to make a thousand dollars next week. I got to make $2,000. Oh, I'm behind. If I don't make $3,000, I'm not yeah, going to make go. Like you that. can't do that. <laughs> you can't, it you can't will because mess you'll lose your, your yeah, yeah. You'll lose your, your artistic ability <clears throat> will become focused on money not on your performance. Right. And then it's, then it's over. Yeah. And that's not just focused on money as a matter of greed, but sometimes it's a matter of survival. If you go through some lean times in your business where all of a sudden you're not winning as many auditions as you were. And 
you know, we get an average by taking the highs and the lows and mixing them together. So you're going to have high times and you're going to have low times. Right. That That's how you get your average. It's not every week's not going to be on average. Right. So you have those low times and you go through them and you start to feel a little bit desperate. Right. Sure. And um, and it can get in your head and it can mess with your performance, your auditions. Mm-hmm. And it spirals sometimes. Yeah. It you know, does. you gotta, you gotta fix in, your head before you can get back on track. And we're in that that rocking chair spot where we're not beginners, but right. we're not well known established voiceover right. people. Right. We're in that middle thing and I and I'm not stealing from Kevin Kilpatrick middle class VO podcast. I love Kevin and Bobby, but we are in a middle-class VO genre right now. Mm-hmm. We're, yeah. we're doing these spots, those spots, whatever we can do to, to grow and establish yeah. and find our niche and find our path. Yep. And, as, you know, as people that are more highly successful, what I see as I stand back now and look at is that they're more genre specific. They're not yeah. doing as many different genres. They're able to lock in with a management company and get promoted into certain genres and get that work. Hooray. That, I would oh, love yeah, to get great. there one day. Right. But we, ha- we have to wrestle and fight and, and do what we got to do to pass that thing. Just like any small business. You know, they say most of them crash, but, you know, some most in the first year. But after that, the the year five is a big mark. And once we pass through or push through that, then I think our focus becomes different. But like you said right now, setting expectations and sticking to stuff. Yeah. Well, all three of us are in that we've laid foundation. We're we're putting walls up and we've got enough functioning in our business to put food on the table and keep us going, not necessarily to, you know, pile up in retirement or take those dream vacations, right? We're not uh, yeah. doing that yet. But <clears throat> at the same time, we're, we've laid the foundation. And I would even say that for each of us, we've even started to, to see uh, glimmers of what the market is telling us might be our strongest niches. Right. You know, so for sure. that, that, that's, to me, that's starting to, to round a corner, I think. Uh, but mm-hmm. you still have to continue to lay those foundations and, uh, and have the right expectations. Let me let me give you some stats here. This is from the Nava survey from the last couple of years. The survey results based. This is income based. <clears throat> so in the income based portion of their survey, the amount of voiceover actors percentage wise making less than forty thousand dollars. You have a guess of what that might be, Jake? The amount, the percentage. The percentage percentage less making than, less than $40,000 a year annually. Oh, uh, this might be high, but 80%. You're pretty darn close. 76.6%. Mm. Now, and what does that is, tell you? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't, and here's another nuance that I think that goes on. <clears throat> and I talked about this on another podcast that got taped on Saturday. There are, and I don't blame anybody for painting a pretty picture. Do mm-hmm. not get me wrong. Yeah. You right. should because yeah, yeah. it helps you, you know, it helps you establish credibility in this, that, and the other. It but does. I hate to see things painted as a pretty picture. And that tells us that there's not that many people making decent money. But I see too many people painting a picture they are, and I'm not sure if they are or not because there's no transparency. Well, that may and you're not be really sure. Yeah, that may be, um, and that can be discouraging in what we're be. talking about. Well, and there are good coaches and good um, 
uh, programs to be a part of. And they do need to put the sheen on. They do need to say, here is what the best we can offer. Here's what we're offering can do for you. But what every person who buys into that thinks that they're going to be the one, right? Mm-hmm. And that there's nothing wrong with having that as a goal to get your income up, to be one of the top performers in your vocation, especially in voiceover. That's fine. But you need to manage your expectations. That's That's all I'm trying to say. Take those programs, but you're going to feel like you're hitting your head against a wall if you've set your expectations so high and you're not meeting you're not meeting those. Because what all three of us have learned is it takes time. You have to add all those things in the formula plus time. Yep. Mm-hmm. To get where you're going. Yep. Um, less than seventy five thousand. What's the percentage? Less than oh my gosh. Less than seventy five thousand. Well, I guess it's not as high, obviously, but uh... no, no, no. It it would include that same percentage. Oh, right? so under forty is also under seventy five. Uh, eighty seven point six. Eighty five point three percent. Pretty cha-ching. Pretty close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that means less than fifteen percent are making over seventy five thousand dollars in voiceover. Mm-hmm. But you know, we see these programs and we hear the success stories, and it leads us to believe that everyone's going to do it and that it's so mm-hmm. easy that you and I could just jump in there and and uh and do it without even putting the effort forward sometimes. Right. And it, and it, that and that's not a survey of 100 people either. It's right. a lot. It it's it a is a lot. pretty broad survey. Uh almost 1300 responses? Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. Yep. It is. That's a lot. So, talk to us uh Troy you mentioned earlier about you you do the daily things that get you like you set your your number of what you wanted to make this year but mm-hmm. more importantly you set your tasks talk about yeah. and you don't have to tell us exactly what your tasks are but talk mm-hmm. to us about the process of why you wrote down tasks instead of an income based goal well i feel like if i'm if i'm doing the numbers thing the proper way and I've had to adjust that this year. Last year, it was every audition I could do. This year, it's become every audition I should do. Okay. And so that number has really changed. Whereas before, I was being encouraged by a former coach or somebody I had taken some or bought some time with to do everything I could. What if it's already got 80 submissions? Doesn't matter. Do it anyway. What if it's already this? It doesn't matter. What if it's not a fit? Doesn't matter. Do them all. It's a numbers game. It is a numbers game, but don't do them all. But not in that. If sense. they don't, yeah, yeah. If they don't yeah. fit, if they don't fit your your voice, don't do them. And I cut back on that, and I saw uh, the other things start to increase. My overall goal, and I know this really sounds cheesy, is less work, more money. And I don't mean less marketing or less whatever. I mean less time on the mic right. to make more money. Yeah. I don't want to record mm-hmm. for six hours a day to barely get by. I want to record for an hour a day, hour and a half a day, and I want to spend the rest of the day marketing and doing social media and maybe working on something else. Yeah. So that's the way I approach it now. I look at if I hit 10 to 15 auditions a day, that's a pretty busy day for me mm-hmm. because I'm handpicking and I don't get a ton of agent auditions, maybe five a week, maybe, you know, uh, some people get that many every few hours. 
Um, but I don't get that many because they know. Right. Why yeah. should we? Why should we send him that? That's not a fit, and they know they send what what is a fit. So, yeah, that's the way I approach it now, and I don't worry about the. I'm, who could say I don't worry about the income? Let's not lie. <laughs> of course, you worry about it, but I don't look at it every day and go, "Oh God, today I only made one hundred and fifty dollars. Today I only made two hundred dollars. Oh wow, yeah. today I made two thousand dollars." You can't do that. I do look at it at towards the end of the month. I, I look at my receivables. I don't look at what I book. It's solely based on accounts receivable. What was paid for? Mm-hmm in July or August or whatever mm-hmm. month. And that's where I look at it and say, am I doing okay? Am I close? You know, that one day a week when I or out of the month, when I tally it up, I know where I'm at, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's it. I try not to overthink it, but I try to make sure I'm focusing on my, my performance, my prep for that performance, delivering the best audition I can, making sure I'm following directions and instructions, I'm labeling properly, I'm doing all the, those yeah. things correctly yeah. to keep me in the game for mm-hmm. the long run, and and just focus on those things, and everything else will come. Right. Yeah. So, Jake, if you're not using your income as a measure of how successful you are in your business, or if your business is making progress forward, what is it that you're measuring? What do you look for to know and help reassure you that your business is moving forward, that you are seeing success? Well, I mean, I guess I do kind of look at the income. I was more so thinking like you can't stress about the income. I right. mean, like, cause, yeah. I mean, because here's the thing. any If you are auditioning and you're a working voiceover uh, actor or voice actor, any day could be the day that you get the audition and you just happen to nail it. And then like, that's like, and I, and when I say the audition, I mean, like I'm talking about a well-paying job or a well, like a job that's going to lead to more. that's going to connect you like any, it could come at any time. You know what I mean? And so I try not to stress about it that much, but I mean, like, I just, I like to measure it by just like jobs I'm booking. I mean, like who who am I booking with? And also like the connections I'm making, you know, like who am I, who am I connecting Mm -hmm. with? trying to like get people to be like we want to work with you and then you know we'll start one job oh we got another job oh we got a bundle of jobs now i mean like just like the connections you're making like if you if you can get a couple of just repeat clients i mean that can be your that can right mm-hmm. there just kind of get you through a year yeah. get you through a month kind of thing and that's what you should be going for yeah it's great yep. to audition for mm-hmm. these one offs but through your direct marketing, through your connecting, networking and all that stuff. I mean, like if you can get a couple of people who want to hit you up a couple of times a month, maybe a couple of times a year just for some repeat mm-hmm. work. I mean, like at least, you know, it's coming. Right. Like, you know, yeah, that's right. that's good. Right. That's what you should be kind of like focusing on trying to establish. I mean, like it's cool if it was just like if I still had a full time job and this and like kind of what you were saying earlier, how you you know, thought maybe it would just be like a part-time gig. If I still had a full-time job, then I probably wouldn't worry about marking myself too much. I'd probably just, just solely be auditioning on maybe one, two, three or, or voices.com just to try to get some extra income on top of whatever I would be making at my other job. But now that I've decided to be full-time or now that I've been full-time for two, almost two years. And I kind of realized, a li- I, I don't want to say a little too late because it's, I'm, it wasn't late. It was just later on. I wish it would have started sure. earlier. Sure. Like, if I would have started just even six months earlier, like marketing and, and reaching out and networking and stuff like that, I wonder where I'd be now versus where I'll yeah. be six oh, months yeah. from now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like six True. months from now, like especially lately, I've been making some good connections um, and and we'll have an upcoming episode on talking about One Voice Dallas. But I mean, I made some really good connections here and I'm excited to see what those seeds look like yeah. in six months from now. You know what I mean? Right. Some might right. grow fast, some might grow slow, but at least I know I've planted them and they've got opportunity yeah. coming. So that's it's, how you should. 
should that's how yeah, I try to measure is like it's that old proverb. Yeah. The best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. The second best time to plant a tree is today. Right. Right. You know, so we all right. we all feel like that. Boy, I wish we would have started this aspect sooner. But you don't. You got to cut yourself some slack, right? Because sometimes you don't know. Mm -hmm. right. But when you act as soon as you do know, then then you're doing the stuff uh, that you got to get done to grow your business. Mm -hmm. One thing I like to do that like encourages me like, to give myself encouragement and not beat myself so beat myself up so much when I do go, man, I wish I had is go yeah. is is I like to think. Well, I just wasn't supposed to at that time then, sure, right? Like sure. now I'm supposed to because now I've got a better handle on yeah. not mm -hmm. only, you know, networking and reaching out to people, but I got a better handle on who I am at this point. And I've got a little right. bit of story to myself. Like I wasn't doing it before I was doing these steps, but now I realize I need to do this. And that just makes me better in general, but it sure. also makes you someone that can provide insight to people getting started too. Like, yeah. you know, you gives you, makes you valuable to other people that are getting started and allows you to help the VO community. Because as we've mentioned several times in, in our podcast, the voiceover community is a great community. There is boundless resources. If you would just have the courage to reach out and ask somebody, somebody will be there to help. You yep. know what I mean? Agreed. So that just makes, that makes me feel good because now I have knowledge not that I know everything, but I have knowledge that can at least help people trying to jump into it can take from me and and hopefully get a better start than I did, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. I know I mentioned to both of you guys this morning that I had a longtime client that had a YouTube channel and they had changed the name of the channel and they were going a different direction with it. So I thought I need to just drop him an email and say, hey, really appreciate everything you've thrown my way the last couple of years. You know, I, I see the channels change, blah, 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 blah. Well, I get a response back. He goes, yeah, we're splitting off into two different channels. We had to slow down on the other one, but we'll be picking back up. I thought right. it was done because I had not heard from them in like <laughs> six weeks. Yeah. So I figured they're done. This this is their new channel. They got a new format. They're doing some guy doing live interviews with construction people. He goes, no, 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 we're not going to stop the other one. We just kind of on hiatus, you know, but we're going to pick it right back up. And, you know, nice. and I thought, well, it was great. I, I And I haven't had that work in like I said, six weeks, two months, I haven't missed it, Yeah. but I thought I should at least reach out and, you know, just say, cause you want to be sure, you know how we are. We're a little insecure. Did I do something wrong? Sure. Did I overprice? What did I do? And everything, you know, fortunately everything was okay. I, I think I run into that a lot of times for what you're talking about, Alden, is we worry about, you know, we don't get feedback. You can right. audition a million times and, and unless you get a short list, and yep. unless you book a job, there's no other feedback. So 98 times out of 100, there's no feedback. That's right. And even with this, when you're working with a long-term client and they decide to make a change, they're, they're probably not going to talk to you a whole lot about it. <laughs> so you don't know. And then it stops and you go, well, I guess I'm done. And you assume, we assume the worst all the time. Right. Yeah. And then this comes Guilty. back with a little bit of a positive, which, and, and again, like I said, it's not a lot of money. It's just, I've had this guy for so long and mm -hmm. I was kind of heartbroken that maybe it was over, but I guess it's not. So. And I bet you those videos or those people, those courses that people are offering where it's saying like, you know, make six figures real quick or how I did it real fast. They don't talk about that aspect. I bet. Right. I They don't talk about right. the aspect that you just never know what's going on. No, that's just to get your attention. Probably. Right. Of it course is, it is. Probably. Yeah. Well, and let's, okay, let me cut them some slack too, because I don't want to sound so harsh and be so controversial. Mm -hmm. It's not all just promises. 
you know, they, in, in many cases, they know what it takes. Sure. And they're telling you what it takes. And they did it. And they did it, right? But, but did they do it in the last five years? Well, or was it, 10 years well ago? it could be. So. Right. And that's what I'm saying is the danger is for every participant in those programs to think that that's going to happen to them right away. Right, right. Right. And so your expectations create a, a level that you, it's almost impossible to achieve. Right. Right. And then I, you get I like frustrated. To, I like to compare this, and because I played baseball, and you can do it in football. Let's let's do football since I didn't play football. Sure. You're you're in Pee Wee League, and you're a superstar in Pee Wee League. You're a running back, and they're, they're, you're playing both ways as a kid, 10, 11 years old. You go to middle school. You're a starter in the seventh grade, eighth grade. You go to high school. Man, we're going to put you on the varsity team. You're a great athlete. You go through four years of high school. You're, you know, you get, you earn your letter, you earn all this stuff. You're a starter. And you got these colleges recruiting you, small colleges, not big ones, small ones, let's say, you know, middle size, whatever. And you, you get a scholarship and you go play college ball. And when you get to the college level, you all of a sudden realize you're going to be sitting on the sidelines a lot. Mm-hmm. And then maybe by the time you're a senior, you get a little playing time. And then all of a sudden, poof. It's over. Mm-hmm. It's over. Well, you know, voiceover can compare to that in some ways because you can get in on a certain level and you're doing really well and da, 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 da. And then you start playing at a different level and you're really struggling. And unless you get the proper instruction and coaching, and so you can't keep going further. Right. And only so many make it to the big show. Right. And, and right. is this any different? It's not. Many of us stay in a middle class voiceover world. And that's right. okay. Sure. It's okay. Don't feel like you have to be elite to stay in this because there's a ton of work in the middle. You don't want to stay down on that bottom end and play rookie ball, you know, but at least get up here, you know, and play collegiate ball. You may you may never play pro ball, but you can make a good living playing collegiate ball if that's a decent comparison. You know, we look at this these uh, surveys and we see that 70, what I say, 76.6% are making less than $40,000 a year. Mm-hmm. They are not failures. No, that's Mm-mm. not at all what we're saying. Right? They are not failures. That is not what we are saying. Mm-mm. What we are saying is understand that you're not failures and make right. sure your expectations right. are, are accurate. Right? So the seduction of the exception, and that's why I want to title it Uh, our episode, The Seduction of the Exception, is because you get to believing and thinking that you are going to be that one out of thousand, right? That jumps right to the front and starts that your business right at the six-figure income. And it just, it doesn't happen that easily. It's like winning the lottery, essentially. Maybe the odds are better in your favor, but I mean, but that's essentially what it is. Like you Mm -hmm. can't, yeah, you know? Yeah, it's a tough gig, and and it's tough to sit back and watch it happen, mm-hmm. because as we all know, sometimes we sit back and watch that, and we go, "I'm, I know, I'm as good as they are." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but they're but they they are doing something differently that you're right. not doing. They're yeah. either hustling, they yep. are grinding, they are busting their butt, and maybe you're not. 
Right. So if you're thinking that might be your inspiration as to if they got if they got there and I'm not what it, maybe you're not working hard enough, you know, and, and in a part time <laughs> world, it's difficult because if you're working an eight, 10, some people, 12 hour job a day mm-hmm. and you got to somehow balance family and voiceover, which is a new hobby. And you're you know, your family's not real happy about it. You're always in the closet. What the crap are you doing? Do you are you ever going to come out and play with us? Right. And those pressures get on you and it's hard to do so. I don't envy anybody that has to go through all of that, especially if they have a family and kids and, and all that. And they're trying yeah. to make all this work and they're trying to break in. I don't envy them. It's got to be hard. I was blessed. All my kids were grown. I started later at this and and it made it quite a bit easier for me to put the time and effort into it. But mm-hmm. my gosh, the people that are having to balance so many things and not getting a lot of sleep, um, I envy I don't envy what you're having to do, but I envy you being able to do it, to have that strength inside to keep fighting it. It's tough. So what would you say, um, and maybe this is how we need to in this episode, what would you say to encourage those who, and I'm not not talking about first timers or new starters here, but those who have jumped into voiceover, taken those classes, and then didn't see the results they thought they were going to see? What would you say to encourage them? Uh, to encourage them and just, you know, try not to give up and then, you know, maybe evaluate what you are being told and then start talking to other voice actors and, and kind of relay your experience and see if you can get their experience from them to see where you could maybe make some changes to your journey or uh, look into people that aren't necessarily promising you things that aren't really attainable. You know, like there's sure. plenty of people out there who are just like, let's coach let's just like you know or do an evaluation do a workshop i mean like you know something like don't give up but at at the very at the very least just find a new person or thing to research i mean like it's so funny how often the the answer to the question is just do your research like do more research look into Mm -hmm. it more like don't just trust this one source because that's at the end of the day just one source there's tons of sources out here everyone's got a different story everyone's got a and 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 not any one story or or experience is going to always be the right answer it was right for them Mm -hmm. did aspects of their story work for other people absolutely but you're making your own story i'm making my own story my story is different from both of yours and uh either of your stories are different from the others and myself you know what i mean like we're all different we've all got different ways that we're pursuing this but we make it work and we do that by constantly be willing to learn. And even though we can get down on ourselves, uh, just like any normal person would in this industry with the, the abundance of rejection, we continue to grind and we trust yeah. the process. Yep. Mm. Yep. I like yeah. that. That's great. Yeah. The feedback, I think, is, is a big deal. Um, getting that feedback from a qualified person, you know, and it may come down to this isn't for you, Mm -hmm. but also before you make that final decision, this isn't for me, make sure you're not chasing the wrong genre Mm -hmm. because maybe you're trying to do commercial stuff or, or I I always want to be a voice in a game or this or that, but maybe that's not really your thing. Maybe you should be doing audio books, you know, and and you say, well, I don't want to do all it's not. Sometimes it's not what you want to do. It's where the industry sends you. Yes. Yeah. And you need to explore that before you get out. 
But, uh, you know, and if it becomes a hobby and you're just going to get on Fiverr and play around, go ahead. You know, that's up to you. It's your life. Do what you want to do. But if it comes to a point where I'm just not getting anywhere, I'm not getting anywhere, I'm not getting anywhere. I've tried this. I've tried this. I've tried this. It's, you know, if I'm in, if, if I'm in the, uh, back to a sports analogy, if I'm hitting 225 in the minors, I ain't going to go play major league ball. Ain't going to happen. <laughs> right. So, you know, if you're hitting 225 in voiceover, you know, regroup and what do you got to do to, you know, to bat 300 mm-hmm. and, yeah. and it may be a genre change. It may be a coaching yeah. change, you know, but get the feedback, get good, honest feedback from somebody that yeah. knows their stuff. And not just a decision. genre change. I mean, you should be casting your net pretty wide when you're you starting out. You have to out. to start. Yeah. You have to. Because none of the three of us knew, and here's another good podcast episode, I'm sure. None of the <laughs> three of us truly knew probably where we would book the most. What I found was, and this was some of the best advice I got from a coach. He said, I want you to go back and look at your last 30 jobs you booked. And I want you to classify them by what they were. Whether it was a video game or it yeah. was a you know a commercial or what it was, I was a little surprised, you hey. know. And and if you'll do that, it'll show you that's what you're booking, and that should help you make yep, decisions smart. where to focus. Oh yeah, I like so that. it I does. Like that. Well, thanks for listening to it's another VO podcast. We hope that uh, we have encouraged you today. If you're one of those who find yourself wishing you had, you know, wishing you that were the exception. We, you know, you might be in the end, you might be the exception. It might be make it to the top of VO. But if you haven't started, you can't win until you start. True. So get out there and record something, build a booth, you know, make it sound great and start recording something. And if you're waiting for success to come and you feel like you're hitting your head against the wall, keep doing the right things, keep grinding and the results will come. They will come. It just takes time. You got to be patient. You got to be patient. Yep. Yep. So anyway, uh, Jake, what's our uh, email? We'd love to hear from our uh, listeners. Yeah, you can reach out to us with your ideas, your thoughts, your concerns, your wins, your whatever you want to talk to us about at anothervopodcast at gmail.com. That's anothervopodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> and thanks for listening to another episode. I'm Alden Schinnerberg for Troy Holden and Jake Sanders. We hope you enjoyed this episode of It's Another VO Podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also email us your questions to anothervopodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at anothervopodcast. See you next time.